What's up, fam? On this episode of Snapback Sports Pod, we've got Three Cone, the Twitter legend, on the podcast to help Abe and I through our NBA playoff preview. I would say there's more, but that's it. We run through the East, we run through the West, we pick our finals champion, and we do a little shit talking. What more could you ask for? Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Uh, what's on my mind today? I feel like this week isn't moving with the playoffs starting this weekend. You got the play on, play-in tournament starting right now. Um, but I don't think that's a proper introduction. We're joined by a guest today, not named Andrew Eagleson, thank you thankfully so why don't you do a nice little introduction for our guest Jay? well i thought you, we literally just talked about this in the pre-plan you were going to say go sixers and i was going to say i was prepared for that my knicks aren't in the playoffs so i brought a unbiased third-party guest who may never may know not... never know your never never let them know your next move that's trending on tiktok <laughs> that nowadays, is so on TikTok. there you go um yeah, I wanted to have this guest, not only because he's a Twitter superstar, but because he recently released a YouTube video stating how the Raptors may beat the Sixers in the that first is round not, of the That is not, so. that is not what the, I, trust me, I did my homework. I did okay. my homework. That is not what the video was titled. The video we, was titled, it was just a series <laughs> breakdown where he gave pro Raptors takes, he gave pro Sixers takes, but that's neither here nor there. You're beating okay. around the bush. Introduce the guest. Jack. All right. Our guest today is, I didn't know his name. Until so are we doxing? Wait, are we doxing? Yeah, Connor, can, can we share your full you, name? You literally we'll, just no, 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 dox- Connor's fine. Connor's fine. Connor, Connor, Connor we'll, McGregor. We'll yeah, go let's with stick with Connor. Connor, Connor yeah. aka Three Cone on Twitter, 60,000 Twitter followers. Check him out absolutely great content first thing before we get into the playoffs my knicks aren't in there your team which if if you're looking at the video version of this is the thunder but you're not from oklahoma city which means what in the world tell the people why you're a thunder fan yeah so um we were talking like a little bit before the pod that no one in my family really was like into basketball before i was um we were like i grew up like being a baseball fan uh go yankees um another historic franchise that i'm a fan of that decided to suck as soon as i was born so that's cool um but yeah so baseball fan growing up and then i just kind of got into basketball through like youtube like i just found some nba 2k stuff and i was like oh this is cool and eventually became a thunder fan through uh really just like watching games and watching uh russell westbrook in particular um so as a big russ fan this year has been a real hard one um so just like watching russ and watching the thunder they just kind of caught my eye i think it was like 2013 ish or something like that so it's been a while now um but they caught my eye and so just since then i've become a thunder fan it, yeah it is really weird being on That's the east coast it, okay Abe, even crazier than the you know wherever you grew up becoming a thunder fan is out of the three guys you went with russ like no kevin durant not even a mention of hamstring boy okay <laughs> selected russell westbrook why russ over the other two i think it was just 
like watching Russ play, I think it was like super clear to me that like this dude just like gives it his all. And like, I don't know, it just felt like to me, like he kind of embodied the team. That's the problem. Uh, he gives it his all. <laughs> <laughs> so I, n- I never even like got a KD jersey. Like I got a Russ jersey after a few wow. years, but I never even got a KD jersey. So there was nothing to burn when he left, which was probably good for an angsty 16 year old who was super mad that Kevin Durant left for the war. I was going to say, what's the KD snake status with you? I'm a, I'm super over it. Like at this point, um, but in the, the moment, time, oh, in the moment, I was so mad. I think I was eating breakfast, and I knew like that was the day. Like there was rumors that he was going to drop the um, like the Players Tribune article and stuff like that. Um, and it was down to like the Thunder, the Warriors, and I think the Celtics. And I have a friend who's a Celtics fan, and he was him and I were like. I'm like, honestly, dude, if he leaves, like, I would so much rather be the Celtics than go to Golden State because that would just hurt after what had happened. Um, And all my friends clowning me for it for the past few months. So uh, then, like, the thing comes out. I was eating, like, breakfast, and I saw, like, the tweet. And I just scrolled to the bottom, and he put it, like, in the middle. And at the bottom, it was just him saying, like, goodbye to Oklahoma City. So I saw it, and my heart, like, sank because I'm like, oh, my God, he left. And then I scrolled up, and it said he was going to the Warriors. And I think I just went back to bed for, like, a few more hours. (laughs) I was like, I need to go take a nap. And then I actually remember my dad was like, it'll be okay. Like, the Thunder are going to be good. They've still got Russ. And I told him that day, I was like, Russ is going to average a triple-double this season which he did. So if there was one thing I knew it was that, um, you know, of course, wish he hung around, but at this point I'm completely over it. But as a 16 year old, I was super pissed. If do 20- you have any, any big free agency moments that have happened in your life? Like Where people like, have left or they came? came, you were in the final decision. Like for me thinking of a Philly fan, like I, you guys were kind of in the running. I mean, you were LeBron. there when we got Andrew Bynum. I was there for Bynum. I was and there for Nam Diasamoa. A few years ago, when Braun went to LA that yeah. morning, I remember, uh, similar to how Connor, how you remember that day, I remember mm-hmm. waking up at my buddy's, uh, who runs our Snapback Twitter, his house in LBI, and I saw a tweet that LeBron James was meeting with the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, fast forward a little. LeBron James didn't meet with the Philadelphia 76ers. His team met with the Philadelphia 76ers. He didn't meet with them. That alone was cool enough for me because, Connor, I don't know if you're familiar, but I'm a LeBron stan. Yeah. Not as much as I used to be. I think he's the GOAT, but now he just bothers me off the court. Uh, so LeBron meeting with them. Uh, I mean, the whole Ben Simmons Harden stuff kind of feels like that. Harden wants to come here. It's another form of free agency. But, but we'll I talk guess about... where, where you could be let down. Like, like if MB Oh, my letdowns contract... come in different. My letdowns come right. in different they come My letdowns come in four Atlanta. bounces yeah. or yeah. they come against Trey Young. Uh, but that's enough about me. Uh, we talked about your weird fandom, Thunder, Yankees, Cowboys. Doesn't really match up. Feels like there should be some Lakers or Duke in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've built this massive following on Twitter. You just had a feeling. You're like, you know what? I love the NBA. Let me start an NBA Twitter account with my brother. How did you build it so organically as opposed to these other content creators nowadays that just build their following by pump and dumping different NFT projects such as NBA Top Shot and Knights of D-Gen? <laughs> um, I really like... I've had so many people DM me and they're like, Hey, I'm starting an NBA Twitter account. Like what's your advice and stuff like that. Be funny. Honest, <laughs> yeah, Honestly, I'm like, I've got no clue. Like, I don't know how this happened. Um, it feels like just yesterday. Like, so like, it kind of like, like it, it never was super slow or anything like that, but I think I started it. I started using it in July of 2019, I think like June nice. or July of that. Um, and then I was like the Twitter, like dead spot too. I feel like yeah. Jack, when we, I don't kind of, how old are you? I'm 21. 
21. So a little younger than Jack and I, Jack, I feel like at least for myself, like nowadays I'm on Twitter. I have a tab open at all times of the day during college. I have two. I I don't know why, but there's no, I don't use tweet deck anymore, but for some reason, there's been times where I have two also, but like I use Twitter in high school, not as the way I use it now. And then I feel like I stopped using Twitter at college. I stopped even checking it. And then after college is really when I picked it back up again. Uh, Was that the same for you? Or have you been to, I'm talking to you, Jack. Oh, Twitter. Like I, on, I, I came and went with Twitter, but now I'm it's like, my, I was, where I, I was on it. I was definitely on it during college, but now like it, if you told me I could, you give me a hundred million dollars, but I could never use Twitter again. There's a thought, there's at least a thought that goes through my mind because the font, like I was at the Super Bowl this year. All I wanted to do was like text you guys and like, see what was going on on Twitter, which is like, that's a hundred percent. The worst part about going to sporting events nowadays is you can't get the funny takes, the different angles, the photos yeah. that you get yeah. on Twitter. If you ask me if I, if you could stay off Twitter for a month or not watch TV for a year, I would take not watch TV for a year. Genuinely. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's a good. sickness. It's, it's, it's a sickness. So, but, um, so Connor, you built this Twitter. You're at 60,000 followers. You say you don't know how, but like explain a little bit. You obviously know why or how. Yeah. Maybe you don't feel like, you know, you deserve it. It's <clears throat> imposter syndrome. That's what happens mm-hmm. when you create something. Uh, but talk about like how it built when and what was the moment? Yeah, so I was just kind of like just tweeting like funny stuff that came to my head, like asking people like, oh, what's your opinion on this, on that uh, for a while? Um, and really like that is kind of what I've done this whole time, but really is so I think it got to like six or like 7,000 followers right before the pandemic started in like February. So uh, it was doing pretty good, like eight months or so, like I built that. So like, that was pretty cool. Uh, Might've even been a little bit less, but when the pandemic hit, it like exploded. By the time the bubble came back, I was at like almost 20,000. So that was and like what were I you like tweeting a, about yeah and the odd part is there were no sports going on yeah. that, that's the crazy thing i don't know what like it just exploded over the course of that time where there wasn't much going on it was like um like like i had like a couple like tweets i got over like a hundred thousand likes and stuff like that which did a lot for it um i so i had a couple of those um i think i just got better at like creating content i think people were like really like starving for like basketball related stuff and like sports stuff so um, even i placed a wager on every single basketball game in that bubble so we were definitely (laughs) starving yeah exactly so i think it was some of that where people like just kind of wanted something to like hang on to and i mean also i think in large part part of what helped me is like that thunder season in particular like they were like world beaters like no one expected them to be here and they got to the bubble and the chris paul team yeah Yeah. against like the houston rockets like a bunch of people rooting for like the whole dort versus harden thing so i think that (laughs) helps but then by like the end of the bubble i think i was at like like twenty thousand or something like that and then by the end of the year at like 25k and just it's continued to grow from there between like big tweets and just like tweeting every day um, started doing YouTube videos a little over a year ago now, because Twitter's not great at monetization. Uh, there's not really much you can do. Like now they've added like super followers and stuff, which I've had an application of that in for like a half a year now. And they just won't look at it. Um, so there's just really not a lot of options on Twitter. So I kind of started the YouTube channel thing, which has been super fun. Um, but yeah, now, like, like you said, it's at like almost 60 K now, I think, uh, which is surreal. So it's kind of, I guess it's just kind of like 
putting myself out there rather than being like, like, I never wanted to be like one of those like Stan accounts where it's like, oh, like I only talk about like this player Shea or like just Alexander yeah. season or whatever. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, I didn't well, want to be something like that. I think I was going to say, I think the most impressive part about his following and his Twitter is that you've built this massive following on the basis of just, I'm a super Oklahoma city <laughs> thunder fan. That's yeah, the most easy. impressive part of it all. Easy. And that's another OKC, weird thing. OKC kind of has its angles, right? They have the history of KD hard. Yeah. They have the, the they have the mocking and... the Sixers process and not getting right. ridiculed for it. Like the Sixers right. did arrest Sam Presti, that type of stuff. Yeah. But it's also, it's not yeah. like it's the Knicks where there's a huge amount of history but also mm-hmm. like just a massive population like you're also dealing yeah. and now you're not just okc thunder fans you're a general nba account in my opinion yeah. through that lens but i don't want to frame you into just a twitter account which has great tweets obviously follow my guy uh on twitter but i brought you here because you know hoops and this mm-hmm. is our nba playoff preview pod yeah and- before we do the preview can i just ask him one question who's the mvp who's the mvp um this is one that i still don't know for sure to be honest is is this is this year is this year above all is this year above all the most brutal conversation oh my god it's it's so bad like for me like the whole time i've been a basketball fan not even just mvp like defensive player of the year like i've got no idea rookie of the year i've gone back and forth on like six times like this award season is ridiculous um it's been crazy. Right, give if us I, your ballot. Give us your ballot right, real quick. Right, no ballot, explanation, okay. though. No explanation? Okay. MVP, Nicole Jokic. All right. Uh, we don't care about the rest. <laughs> it's just bullshit. It, it, it is. Defensive Sorry, player of I, the year? I've gone on uh, the run def- enough. Defensive player of the year, I'll go Giannis. Um, and then for rookie of the year, I think I was, I was team Mobley for a really long time. I'm Barnes now. I think I've moved to Scotty Barnes on that. Um, six of the year is obviously Tyler Hero. Most improved player is um, John Morant. Should Coach be Jordan Poole. <laughs> Jordan Poole, I think, has a really good argument. That is, it, it's so weird with most improved player. My whole thing like, is, why can a second year, second overall pick be most improved? Like everyone, like because, this because he, I actually hate that counter, Abe. He went from I a hate very, you. That's fair. <laughs> he went from a very good player to to a top five MVP candidate. Nah, not true. I think so. Six. Okay. That's a, <laughs> that's, that's a meaningful jump, but regardless, respect mm-hmm. the ballot, but really respect your opinion on hoop. So let's mm-hmm. chat. Minus we'll the st- MVP. We'll start in the Eastern conference where the nets are currently playing in the plan. They're up 10 on the Cavs at the moment. They would be the seven facing off with Boston. You've got Miami at the one. They will play either Cleveland, Atlanta, or Charlotte. You've got Philly at the four against Toronto, and you've got the three-seeded Bucks against Chicago. We don't need to waste time on Chicago-Milwaukee, I think. In the meantime, everyone agrees. I don't know. How many times, like, the the, if we're ever talking the definition of do, Jack, the Bulls are due to beat a good team. (laughs) They are due to beat them once, though. Not to beat them four times. We call the Bulls cuties. That's a term you'll hear a lot on this preview pod. There's contenders and there's cuties. Contenders, teams that can win a championship. Cuties who are disguised as teams who can win a championship, but realistically will not do so. So the Bulls are cuties. We called that months ago. They now just flat out suck. They're not even cuties. No one thinks they have a chance. They're plus 500. To put it in perspective, the OG cuties and how the term was derived 
is from the Utah Jazz when they were gotcha. just like consistently the one and two well, seed. The OG Cuties before we did the podcast were the Atlanta Hawks, then the the, the Raptors, Hawks, then the yeah, I gotcha. Lebronto Raptors. Now the Jazz <laughs> Nuggets have been cuties in years past. So you understand the terminology. Bulls, yeah, not even you. cuties anymore. So Bucks, that's a wash. Easy series win. Uh, the Miami Heat, if they face off a Cleveland, Charlotte, or Atlanta, anyone giving any of those teams a chance against the Heat? Go ahead, Connor. Uh, I don't think so. I think, I think probably the team like Cleveland's just. I think Cleveland could have given them a decent series, but they're just so beat up. Like even if Jared Allen comes back, he's been out for a bit. Um, they're missing Ricky Rubio now for a big part of the season. He was really, really good for them before he went out. Um, I just don't think they've, I feel like they're really on the come up. I think in a couple Playoff of years, Rondo. The Cavs, <laughs> Playoff Playoff Rondo. Rondo. I think the Cavs in a couple of years are going to be one of those teams that like is up there in the upper echelon, in the East. I think they're just a couple of years away. Um, Cavs, Cavs will 1000% be cuties in the next three years. Yeah. I, I could, I could, with Sexton back next year. Well, when they get LeBron next year, they definitely will be cuties. Right. Yeah. Even, even I, who hate the Heat, will, I think, push them through the first round as long as they don't face off with Brooklyn, which it doesn't seem like they will. We'll talk yeah. round two in a minute. Boston against the Nets. Where do you think, Connor, that series lands? That is a re- that's one of my most like interesting first round series because the Celtics have been one of the best, probably the hottest team in the league since like January. And they've just got so many. Of course, the Rob Williams thing, I think, is really yep. big. I think that's huge. Especially a team against like Brooklyn planning. Exactly. Because he would have been able to be such a force down low without like a real center. Like they've got Nick Claxton. Um, but outside of him, it's like Drummond, who's never been a great defender or anything like that. So um, I think Rob, missing Rob Williams is huge. Um, even so, I think Boston will probably beat them. I just don't think Brooklyn has a lot of depth right now. I feel like they're kind of thin. We'll see where the Ben Simmons situation lies. If he comes back, maybe it makes a difference, but I don't really trust like his first playoff action in a full calendar year coming in the playoffs. I don't trust him to be super involved or like, you don't super... trust Ben Simmons in the playoffs. <laughs> is that how you, is that how you built your following? <laughs> fun thing like I, that i i was at game seven against the hawks with my brother actually uh philly hawks uh, so i saw cut, i saw the ben episode. simmons pass um live in person so even um, i were at five for the collapse that was the 20 how many points abe 26? 26 that's a lot of points abe nets boston you hate the nets you I also boston. yeah i so always hate boston no matter what I don't hate the Nets. I've gone back and forth on this series because I I actually do think for someone who doesn't think Robert Williams is a good player at all, I think in a series like this, he really matters the most. But with a team against Brooklyn, I think that Boston can survive without having their bigs down low and that interior defensive presence. So then it comes down to Kyrie. Can Kyrie and KD beat team basketball? That's what it'll be every series. And that's what I think this comes down to. I I think this is a flip a coin for me. It really is. I want to, I want to pick Boston, but I can't pick against the best player in the world and Kevin Durant. We'll I'm going to go Brooklyn about later. I'm, I'm a big believer that Giannis is the best player in the world. Probably ever. You know who I am. Yeah. We'll discuss that. I agree. I think Brooklyn, they, 
what I'm probably going to end up doing because it's what I always do is Brooklyn's on fire tonight. Now everyone's going to pick them against Boston. Probably end up picking Boston. Marcus Smart will be the cog who wins them a few games but loses them the series at the end of the day, shooting too many threes. So let's just get to the point. This is the whole point why we're here, obviously. Series one, round but one. That's not the whole point of why we're here is the first round series. Like you're you're making this into a way bigger thing than it is. Okay. So if it's not that big of a thing and Vegas gives you guys a 57% chance of oh, beating fuck the you, Toronto you the Raptors. <laughs> uh, Abe, why don't we start with you? How many games does it take the Sixers to knock those feisty Velociraptors out? Five, maybe an uncompetitive six where we go up. Two nothing split in Toronto, an uncompetitive six or five. This thing's not going seven whatsoever. I placed my Sixers minus one and <laughs> a half. Eagleson in the chat. You're so scared. Eagleson, two years you've been with us, and I don't know if you've ever timed a message more perfectly. <laughs> you can hear it in his voice. I'm not scared no, at all. He's lying no, through you're his wrong. Teeth. You're wrong. Like, listen, you had a leg to stand on with the whole Eagles Bucks thing where I was kind of just like talking a little bit scared. I genuinely am not afraid whatsoever. People are talking about, and I see Connor, you said this on your Twitter. Nobody wants to play this Toronto Raptors team. Like forget the Sixers. Nobody wants to play them. They're long, they're athletic, they're gritty, they're tough. That's not going to win you games in the playoffs. Stars are going to win you games in the playoffs. When the game gets down into the half court, the game slows down. We have Joel Embiid. We have James Harden. Say what you want about how he's been playing. That's still the most elite half-court basketball duo that we have in the NBA right now when paired together. You've got the Raptors who are 29th in the NBA in half-court scoring this year or something. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at Joel Embiid. That's what's going to happen. They're going to throw four defenders at once. Can Joel pass out of the double team, triple team, quadruple team? He's shown the ability to all year. He's improved in that facet. And can the guys, Maxi, Niang, Tobias, Harden, knock down open shots? At the end of the day, the Raptors are compromised of good role players, and the Sixers have stars, and stars win in the playoffs. I so don't care that we've been playing before, like shit a little bit no, no, on and no, no, off. Before, they beat us a few Connors, days ago. It doesn't matter. Before Connor's input, I just want to be aware. Stars. The only argument you have, Connor and Jack, the only argument you have as to why the Raptors stand a fighting chance is because of Glenn Rivers. That's it. Yeah, so I just want to get ahead of that and say stars or no stars. Like, does the coach matter? In this series, no. Okay. Connor, go ahead. I And everyone can go watch the YouTube video. Shout out the channel. It's a longer, obviously, segment. But give us the... Good 60 seconds on this series. Yeah. So it definitely like not even just like Doc Rivers, Nick Nurse is just one of the best coaches in the league. And he has in the past done a pretty good job of slowing Embiid. This is different because Embiid now when I say slowing Embiid, I mean slowing Embiid compared to Embiid. But they slowed standards. him down. They slowed him down in the past. And if you're referring to the 2018-19 series, they slowed him down to the tune of like plus 90 in the series and averaging 28 yeah. and 14 by throwing size at Marcus all at him and mm-hmm. Sergi Baca. They don't have anyone over six, nine on this roster. Yeah, exactly. Which is part of what I think is the big difference is can they keep throwing that at Embiid? Like, obviously you can slow and beat a little bit, but with especially the way that he is now one of the best players in the world, you can't like stop him. It's just not possible. And so I think ultimately what gives the Sixers this series is 
I trust Embiid, like you said, one of like, like in the past, like maybe I wouldn't have trusted Embiid to pass it at doubles and stuff, but now he's so good at it. And I think James Harden, even if he's not shooting well, that playmaking that he has to just break down the Raptors defense yep. because they've got so many guys, like you said, no even if like, yeah, even if they have guys that are like shorter than six, seven with the amount of like defenders, it feels like there's like five, six, seven right. guys out there at times. And so having James Harden out there to just break that down through playmaking, break down doubles, be there for Embiid to pass out of them. I think the Sixers are going to take it. I think the Raptors will definitely give them a tough first run series, but I think it's the Sixers win in six. Define tough. Like. I think there's going to be a lot of close games. I think I could see a game or two where the Sixers blow them out, but overall I feel like it's like in a first round series for a team that has been as good as the Sixers, I'm sure they would have rather played like, like a bowls where it's like, Oh, they'll probably sweep them type thing. Like it's going to be like a pretty like physically like intense series. I think for the Sixers, the, the series can go to six, Abe and be competitive throughout the six. Right. I think it's going to be an uncompetitive six. I, I don't think it'll be uncompetitive per se. Because they'll win two games, right? That's part of the six. So this right. series to me feels a lot, and a lot of people—not a lot of people—but there are a lot of people that are floating the idea of the Raptors beating the Sixers in round one. This to me feels a lot like the Knicks Hawks last year, and the Knicks were the sexy upset pick. They played the hard. Were the four seed they, with home court advantage. Okay, they were the favorite in the series. Pick. You guys were—it was a pick 'em. It was a sexy upset pick. You didn't have the superstar in Trey Young, but, and they, that, that's what the Knicks team were. They played, they weren't better than you. They just played harder than you every night. They had the fans behind them. And I think that's what this comes down to. Okay. And there but are the some Sixers fans that are, that, that are Knicks worried about. Stunk. The Knicks were starting Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. The, the Raptors team has Fred Van Vliet. They have. Who's been passed. very on and off since the injury. He's an all-star. They have Pascal. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Oh, my God. He's be- what do you mean? He's, he's, he's a good basketball he's player. He's a good basketball player. They have Siakam. They have Lang. I wouldn't compare him. To- I definitely don't view them as I viewed the Knicks. Everyone knew the Knicks stunk. I actually think people are sleeping on the Raptors being good, and now it's become the trendy thing to be like, oh, they're actually good because we thought they weren't. All right, we're not going to go series by series because we're going to do it over the course of the playoffs when we know the matchups. If those final four teams remain in the East, Connor, who is your pick to come out of the Eastern Conference and why? I think the Bucs. I think the Bucs are going to come out of it again. I just, I'm with you, Jack. I think Giannis is the best player in the world. I think that um, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, good supporting cast. Bobby Portis has been phenomenal this season. Brooke Lopez, they're just really deep. And I think that now that they've got that experience, especially they know what they're there to do. They know how to do it, how to get through. And I think that, yeah, I really think getting the bowls in the first round is huge for them because like, I think like whoever the heat face, like, I feel like if they have to face like an Atlanta or a, like a Cleveland, even Charlotte, maybe like, it's like, it's not going to be like a hard series for them, but it'll be tougher than they might want it to be. I think like Boston having to face Brooklyn, that kind of tires them out. Sixers with Toronto. I just feel like ultimately like the Bucks are going to have a pretty like smooth path through that first round, second round, having to face Boston. will be a lot tougher um, or Brooklyn if they come out of that. But I just feel like the Bucks kind of have that pedigree at this point to make it out of there. So I'm going to pick them. Well, let me ask you a question because I did a little deep dive on your Twitter. Let's just play a little hypothetical, and this won't happen because we know who Glenn Rivers is. But let's say DeAndre Jordan does never seize the floor the entire playoffs, 
and Paul Reed is the backup five. Does that change your stance on the Bucks coming out of the East? Because, and I quote, one day ago, Connor tweeted, quote tweeted the video that we all saw of Glenn Rivers just being an absolute, at this point, he's not even a bad, he is a bad coach. He's a genuinely bad human being. Like, he's yeah. an asshole. <laughs> he's he's literally an day. asshole. Anyway, Connor tweeted, playing Paul Reed over Jordan helps them win a world championship. Explain that, Connor. I genuinely think it's, man, I don't know. Ball Paul, baby. I don't know if DeAndre Jordan's just like a really good teammate or like he's just a nice guy, but I don't understand how he's he keeps genuinely getting the these worst jobs. player in the NBA. Like, it's just, I do, I really do think playing Paul Reed helps y'all a ton. I think that DeAndre Jordan, especially against like just even going back to the first one with Toronto, like they don't have a lot of size. They like play really hard and physical. And I think if you have, Paul Reed out there running up and down the court, being athletic, making hustle plays like he did in that game that Doc Rivers then kind of for no reason like slandered him for, which was weird. Um, Like, I really do think he could make a difference if he's able to get in the rotation. I just, Doc Rivers has a history of not playing young guys when he should. So we'll see. The reason that Tyrese (laughs) Maxey isn't a superstar right now is because Doc Mm -hmm. wouldn't play him last year. He did it to Shea in Los Angeles too his first year. That's what I was going to say. Coming off a full season of Tom Thibodeau, I think those two coaches are the most alike in the league. They hate playing their young kids. And my one guarantee, it won't change. It's not like maybe it'll happen. But at least Tibbs will play his starters 57 minutes a night. That's true. Doc will play the bad guys and the wrong guys. That's true. But what's going to happen is – if he finally recognizes, stops being stubborn, it'll be too late at that. I mean, you'll point. find Embiid- out right. You'll find out right away the first substitution Embiid comes out in game one. Doc said, "If it's a big five, Abe, I'll bet you whatever amount of money." I'm not DeAndre saying it's going to be DJ or Paul Reed. No, no, I'm just. But saying- you'll find out right away if Doc is lying or not because he said, "If it's a big lineup, we're going to play DJ. If it's a small lineup, we're going to play Paul." There's not a big player on the Raptors team. Genuinely, there isn't. So we'll that's see. why he's lying because he'll make it up. He'll say, "Oh, Siakam six ten. That's a Do big line." Twist this right? as me like, defending Doc Rivers. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm explaining to you that he will not play Paul Reed. I've seen it too much with oh, Thibodeau. I, I don't know. I know. I know. So You're I just. Me? I, I want. I want everyone to understand, like, because there is that hope. There is that, and I guess Thibodeau did drop Alfred Payton from the lineup. But it was too late in the series by the time he did that, you know. And so that's I see the exact same thing when Reed finally gets his minutes. Abe obviously going with the Sixers for reasons that if you've listened to any of the past episodes so the, of the past nine Joel months, Embiid and nobody else does. Uh, I don't know, Connor. I I like want to be all in on the Bucks, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I am yet. I think that Giannis is the best player in the world, but I still don't. I think everything broke for them so perfectly last season. Obviously, they play the Suns in the finals. That Suns team wasn't quite there. They play the Nets. Kyrie gets hurt. Harden was injured. So I don't know if they're as big of a juggernaut as we think. Like, they finished the three seed. They weren't even close to the one by the end of the year. Maybe that was strategic. Maybe it wasn't. I think they're the favorite, but I don't have any confidence to say, like, they're going to come out of the East. When we talk West, I do think Phoenix will dominate. So that who do you conference. have coming out of the East then? 
Don't dance around it. You just said anyone can come out. Come on. We're in the business of making make... predictions, and you've been on the no, bus right. all year, yeah, if... the last five years, and you're going, oh, I don't know. Stop. You're I'm hedging. saying you're a, low confident, a low confidence prediction would be the bus. Like, I wouldn't bet on it. Who is going had... to the finals? The bus. Out of the East. Okay. The bus. Don't dance around it. Give your answer. I'm just saying, don't place your money. Abe likes to give away losing bets on this pod. I give away winners. I don't want I mean, people I gave to away that Kevin Durant wouldn't be what he was. So, All right, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we'll break through the Western Conference. We'll pick our finals champion. And somehow, Eagleson sent me some, like, you know, some nasty texts this morning and, and got a full minute of hockey on this podcast. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, fam, we are back. Time to get Western. I'm just going to come out and get ahead of this. I think Phoenix is going to roll through the Western Conference. Their only test was Luka Doncic. That's my hot take. The only test that was preventing me from being all in on Phoenix getting out of the West was not the Grizzlies, not the Warriors. It was Luka Doncic. Now with the calf, I don't even know if they make it through round one. Let's start. With the uh, first round series, Phoenix will play some combination of the Clippers, Timberwolves. Maybe they'll play two of the other play-ins. I think we're all in agreement. That's an easy run through. But Abe, who are we talking about? You said Clippers against the the John Moranson squad. Yeah, think- I don't know if I, I Connor. I was telling Jack the Clippers match up against the Grizzlies with Ty Lue as their coach, Paul George back with the guys they got, Norman Powell. Listen, I did no disrespect to what the Grizzlies are doing this year. They've been unbelievable. They're young. They play hard. Something tells me it's just like the young first playoff. Well, not the first day were there last year, but like the two seed, everything's going well. Something tells me the Clippers can knock them off in that series. Clippers are a tough team. Um, they just the they just somehow keep getting really good role players like i don't right. they like appear out of thin air uh like even the young guys like amir coffee is a good example of just out of nowhere terrence Mann had that crazy game against the jazz last playoffs i think they'd give him a really i still think the grizzlies come out of it but i do think that the clippers are a really tough team to have to face in round one if they do have to um there's always the threat of Kawhi looming i don't think no. he'd be back for a first round series necessarily but um, I mean, as a Thunder fan, I would love to see the Clippers miss the playoffs so we get another lottery pick. But um, just in that first round, like, they, they are really tough. I do think they would give them some problems. And like you said, Ty Lue is 
there was all those question marks a while ago about like, oh, is he that good of a coach? And then he came to LA and he's one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, he's been incredible since he's Who been did he there. Replace? He replaced Doc Rivers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was going to be, we were going to hire Ty Lue too. <laughs> We had, yeah, I remember that. We had Ty Lue. But they had the, the, they had the wallpaper. No, no, we had him. In the, we, in the facility. We had Ty Lue. It was happening. Then out of no, nowhere. No, I heard Ty Lue came in. He came into the facility. He saw wallpaper of Allen Iverson stepping over his dead body. And he was like, I can't coach. No, here. he was genuinely going to take the job. All reports. And then out of nowhere, Doc got fired. <clears throat> Yikes. Yikes. Curse you, Steve Ballmer. Yeah. Go ahead. I have a crazy Connor, drop off between stuff. coaches. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so it's, I do think it would be tough. I still think the Grizzlies, I'd probably pick Grizzlies in really against the Timberwolves or Clippers. I think it's kind of a tough series because the Timberwolves, uh, are really fast. They're young. They play like their offense is crazy. Um, and I don't know, the, the Timberwolves just have kind of some like that grit to them. I feel like that they've got now. Um, I think, I, I think whatever team they face, I think the Grizzlies win in six, but I really do think that it's a tough first run series kind of similar to it feels like with the two seeds are just going to have a couple really first, like a couple of tough, like first run series between Boston and probably Brooklyn. If Kyrie's just never going to miss a shot in this game. And then uh, over out West too. No doubt about it. All right. Three seeded Warriors, Steph uncertain for game one. I was all in on the bucks and the Warriors over the past two years. I somehow have found myself not all in on the Warriors this year. Now with Clay's performance of recent, now with obviously Jordan Poole, they've been playing great. And it feels like the missing link is Steph, of course. But this injury is lingering, and it's not quite how we originally thought. Like, it sounded like he would be back game one, full strength. It's clearly not that. Now they're the three. They play the Nuggets. I do think they can get by the Nuggets because it's pretty much Jokic and the funky bunch, as Abe likes to say. Do you no, think, it's not. Connor? It's Jokic and the, and the people that have a higher net differential with Jokic off the floor. Do you think, Connor, that the Nuggets have a chance in that series with or without Steph? Without Steph, absolutely. Um, even with Steph, like, Jokic is such a bad matchup for the Warriors because um, they've got no big to really handle him. Uh, Jokic is just – he's just so good. He's – like if Draymond Green isn't like full because he's been kind of injured and off and on a little bit too. Like Curry, Clay, and Draymond have played a total of eleven minutes together over the course of this entire season, which is kind of insane to me. Does that include uh, the one minute in Clay's game back where Draymond went out for the tip but didn't play <laughs> in the game? Yeah, it does. yeah, that includes that one minute too. Exactly. So one eleventh of those minutes was yeah. hey, a jump back. Ball. Yeah, I'm gone. Uh, so they just move. haven't been on the court. It's been really weird that they've had all these injuries. And now, like, Curry was slumping even before the injury. Now he comes back from an injury. What does that look like? I think this one could go seven. I think this could be a really good one. I still lean the Warriors just because I think they're a more complete team at this point. But if Curry misses, like, a game or two, the Nuggets, I think, like, have a legit shot at coming out of this. You know, it's funny, both of you are, um, Jack, you still think that the Warriors can handle Golden, I mean, Denver without Steph, Connor, you think it's a little less, a little more competitive and Denver has a chance, but wouldn't it be like, what does it say if the most valuable player in basketball can't win a first round series against a team 
who doesn't have its best player far and beyond. Like the drop-off between Steph and who's their best player, second best player, Clay, at this point in their career is a massive gap. What does that say about the most valuable player? If he, That's why I'm rolling with the Nuggets because I'm, I, everyone's telling me Jokic is so valuable. Jokic is sick. Well, then he should be able to beat Golden State without their best player. Simple as that. So your sarcastic and rhetorical question that you just phrased goes to show, what does that say? It once again goes to say how freaking bad the Nuggets are. They are quite literally the worst roster in the playoffs if you pull Nikola Jokic from the Got team. it. I forgot. So that's, you can't that's be on a good team and win an award, right? Because that makes total fucking sense. You can. You can. But his play, if you replace him with Devin Booker, the Nuggets aren't in the playoffs most likely. And that goes to show mm, how vital. Yes, I actually don't think they are. Okay, well, we can't find out. Instead, we have to deal well, we with MVP, get, the leader of the We get Sim 2K right now. We get to, you keep saying two six seed. They're t- you guys were the four seed. So what are you complaining? We're a game about? out of the Connor said it in his YouTube video. Who cares that the Sixers and are the four? Two, we're a game back of Boston. They're two game. There were two wins behind you. It's right, just in a the shittiest conference ever. Whatever. Well, All I'm saying is that the MVP of the, the best, league with the best two teams in the league in the that MVP conference. in the league should be able to beat a team in the first round without that other team's best player if he's truly that valuable. That's all. I mean, if Steph misses the whole series, I think the Nuggets take it in like five. If If Steph misses the whole series and the Warriors win that series, I genuinely might create a Jokic hater account. Like I've you never reached are that. the biggest Jokic creator. Your Jokic creator account. Oh, is I don't, I, I'm not a Jokic hater. I think he's a good basketball. That's player. the biggest lie. Of I'm not all a Jokic hater. You are a token Jokic hater. How Anyways, could you hate a guy that got two thousand points, one thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists in a season? It's so impressive. Another crazy matchup. Now that Lucas hurt, can we just discuss something real quick? People are like, "Oh, low management, low management," and then Luca gets hurt playing the fourth quarter of this game. The Mavs were in the running for the three. He had to play in the game. I don't get why people are so upset. Maybe he could have been pulled at that point, but like he had played the full season. What were the odds? You know, he was going to get hurt at that moment. So Connor, you were obviously watching the final day. He was supposed to be playing in that game, right? Yeah. So kids plan was to play the starters, the first three quarters, and then the fourth one, sit them completely. Mm. Um, I think it was just kind of a freak accident. Like it makes sense why teams sit their guys on the last day to avoid stuff like that. But yeah, like you said, they were playing for something like they were playing to be the three seed rather than the four seed and avoid like a second round matchup with Phoenix, um, which is huge in that conference. Cause like you, I think Phoenix is by far and away the best team in the West right now. Um, and really honestly, the NBA, they're the best team, but um, just I think it was just kind of a freak thing. And it really does change this landscape because the Jazz have kind of been reeling. They've blown all these double-digit leads. There's like reported tension between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. There's all these rumors about Quinn Snyder maybe leaving. <laughs> Quinn Snyder what, maybe leaving for like the Lakers yeah. or something. Yeah. So there is a timeout. Timeout. What'd you say? A rumor. That's been a rumor. Yeah, it was a rumor that the Lakers? Quinn Snyder. No, Quinn Snyder. Oh, I think he said Spider. Like, no, nah, that would be something completely different. I don't know if many people are going to the Lakers with the way they are now. Um, but yeah, so it's 
there's been a lot going on, but the fact that Luca can miss like a game or even two, because I think the Mavs are a horrible matchup for the Jazz. I think with Luca healthy, that could be like a five game series because the Jazz's biggest weakness is perimeter defense. And that is exactly what the Mavs do. It's Luca drive, kick out the shooter, shooters knock shots down. He knocks down shots like they can't do anything against it. So with Luca out, I. I don't know. We'll see. I think he comes back. I don't think he'll miss more than one, if maybe two games, because I just don't see Luca sitting that long. I think he's going to push himself if he has to. He's done it in the past. I believe through an ankle injury, I think we've seen him play through it before in the playoffs. So I think Luca does come back, and I do think the Mavs eventually win the series. But if he was fully healthy, this this series might have had the chance to be like a bloodbath. I think Luca had Dr. that ankle Brenner. injury when they played the uh... – when they played the Clippers and he hit that like step back game winner from the win. I think that was it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he stepped on Morris. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, uh, that was Dr. Dranoff. What's the diagnosis on Luca? Uh, the diagnosis is that calf strain is calf strain, man. You gotta let it heal. There's nothing you can do about it. I think that you're looking at least at Luca missing games one and two. And even at that point, you come back three, four, five, that's a strictly he's forcing it. And if they're down 2-0 at that point, who knows if he even forces it. You have to, honestly. But, like, at no point in this series expect Luka Doncic to be 100% healthy. Even if they somehow escape this series, I don't think Luka Doncic will be healthy in the next series. The Mavs are toast because of this injury. I know you were you were very high on the Mavs, Jack, as of mm-hmm. recent and think they could make some noise and go to the finals. No anymore obviously no no like, no i i don't as think someone who's as someone who historically shits on the jazz and makes fun of the jazz i think they wash this team like when you take away a guy like luca not only are you taking away the best player and a superstar and that's in itself is a thing but what luca means to the mavs and how that offense operates specifically like i feel like nobody will know like who should be dribbling the ball yeah. Like the nobody's gonna know play. Jalen Brunson is not a point guard. He's he's a scorer, but he's not a point guard. It's the same with Trey. Those two, they almost fall into their own category of value. Like they do everything because of how team. ball dominant they are. Yeah, and I think they're very good, and that's a big part of it too. I think that Luca will not play in the postseason because you saw what happened with Durant, and it changed the complexion of his relationship with the team, his future in the NBA his legacy, all these things. And Kawhi with the Spurs. And you're just not going to force Luka, although I really did think they had a chance to do something special. But now you've got an offseason. You've got a healthy Luka. They were great once they dropped Porzingis. So figure it out. Gobert, the rumors of Gobert going to the Mavs are really weird and interesting. I, in an odd way, think it kind of fits. But I was all in on the Mavs. Now I'm out on them. But I still do think the Mavs could actually beat the Jazz. Like the Jazz, they find ways to blow it in the playoffs. So it wouldn't shock me. But I don't think Luka plays regardless. I, a calf strain, he's in the boot. It's just frightening, and you can't force that. So, all right, that would leave our final four. Utah, Phoenix, Golden State, unless Abe's uh, most valuable player pulls it off. No, and the Grizzlies. The world's most valuable player is the most valuable player in the world, which, by all indications, by the voting, by everything, he should be. So I'm just Connor, who's coming out of the West? I think it's the Suns. I think the Suns are the best team in the league. 
Um, I think they've got one of the best coaches in the league in Monty Williams, potential defensive player of the year in McCall Bridges. Aiton's been a monster. Um, so many shooters on the outside. They just, they're just such a perfectly built roster. And as also a big Chris Paul guy, especially because of his time at OKC. Um, and same with Devin Booker. I was a guy who liked Devin Booker, all those like dumb empty stats narratives when he like was first in Phoenix, like those were all stupid. So glad to see that he's proving all those people wrong. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so I don't know. I think the Suns are like, I think at most, like maybe a team like the Warriors, if they get fully healthy or maybe the Grizzlies could push it to like six against the Suns, but I don't think they face like even any seven game series in their way out of the conference. I think they are just by far and away the best team out there right now. Abraham. Yeah, I think it's very hard to get pick against Phoenix right now. I disagree with the whole Memphis narrative, but if Steph comes back and is healthy and they meet up in the Western Conference Finals, then I think that series is anybody's a coin flip as well. The same way I think Brooklyn and, and Boston is just because at the end of the day, you've said that Steph, Clay, and Dre have only played 11 minutes together. The way that offense operates and the way those three have been playing all these years, to me, it kind of feels like, okay, it's just like riding a bike. Once we're all healthy, we remember what to do. It's fine. I mean, if Steph is in the slump that he was going into the injury, obviously it's a whole different story, but we're talking about the greatest shooter of all time. So barring a healthy Steph Curry, and I'm talking like 100% healthy, not he, they're down 2-1, 3-1 against Nuggets, and he forces it, and then he ends up winning and playing on. Like Steph needs to be fully healthy. That's when I think that a team has a chance to knock off Phoenix. But other than that, I think we're just on the crash course for Philadelphia Phoenix in June. <laughs> All right, Connor, you've got a finals rematch. I've got a finals rematch. Who takes series two between Phoenix and Milwaukee? It's tough to bet against Giannis, but I don't know. I, feel I can like... teach you. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you. Yeah. After the pot, if you want to teach me, let me know. Um, I got to go Phoenix. I think they're just, they're just the best team. I think that, um well like obviously having Giannis is huge I think Phoenix this has been what they've been waiting for is getting back to this point um they're hungry they want it like they want to win this so bad now that the Bucks don't want to repeat because of course they do but I just love like I think that they've built up and kind of been ready for this they know that this is a possibility um and like I said they've just been so dominant like Missing Chris Paul, they lost four games the whole time Chris Paul missed time with injury. How are you going to beat them in four games with him in a playoff atmosphere? And like, and now that they've even been here and done this before, I just don't see any team doing that. So I think Phoenix takes it. If I had to pick a number, six games. I'm not going to talk on Philadelphia Phoenix, even though I think that's the finals and I think the Sixers are winning it all, blah, 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 blah. But I'll just play your guys' game if it is a finals rematch. This Phoenix team to me feels like genuinely a team that knew that they overachieved last year, knew they had something special and actually learned from it. Like they actually remembered last year all year long. And now usually that's maybe the recipe for a cutie, but 65 games, I don't think you're cute anymore. I don't think you're cute. Phoenix really feels like the team that learned from last year. That is better. That's clicking on all cylinders. Like, it has a pre-Kevin Durant, I'm not going to say 73 when Warriors team, but like that type of team basketball feel to it where that 
They're so locked in. They're so confident in each other. They know that they're the, they may not have the best players on the floor individually, but they know overall that they're the better team. So if we do get a rematch of last year, Phoenix, Milwaukee, I'm going to run with Phoenix. Mikhail Bridges is better. He's a much better player than he was last year. Chris Paul, I would say he's probably on the same level. I think Devin Booker took a little bit of a step. He's at least a better leader from what I'm consuming. DeAndre Eaton feels like a little bit better, not marginally like this massively, but feels like everyone kind of took a little bit of a step. Cam Johnson off the bench. My hot take would be, yes, the Suns are a better composed team. They're the best composed team in the league. And they have a star in Devin Booker. But I don't think they're like levels better than they were last year's finals team. Like, I think that actually was like the fullest form of them. Bridge is a little better, like I said. I think what you see is like, who should be the favorite? The Suns. Can Giannis like ruin everything? And that's what superstars do. Yes. And so it's tough for me to pick against the Bucks if they play in a rematch. Like, what... I guess the question is what's changing? Like who's preventing Bridges is maybe the best defender in the league. He's not stopping Giannis from getting 40 points. Like what is happening that's different from last year? I guess that's what I'm missing. I know they're better all around, but are they actually better? And I don't think the Bucks team really changed. They obviously moved some pieces and replaced them with different ones. But what do you guys think? Like, do you hear what I'm saying? At least? I do. I do. But for me, it's like, okay. Giannis getting to the finals last year, though inexperienced on that stage, he was the best player on the court. He was the only superstar on the court. And he'll still be the only superstar on the court in another final series this year. But what I think the difference is, even though the, the Suns don't necessarily have superstars, that's why that was their Achilles heel last year is that they don't have superstars and they were inexperienced. Now I think that experience in the finals, knowing what happened, I think that is what can propel them. And like I said, learn from what happened last year and then actually get over the hump and beat Milwaukee this time. Yeah. I think Suns smash Miami. I think they would smash Miami. (laughs) I'm just going from the seating. I think they would smash Boston. Like they're just a better team than Boston. I think they would, actually beat brooklyn pretty handily like they they're too good but the two teams are definitely philly and um and milwaukee the difference for me i would go with phoenix over philly coaching is just like that in the finals that is what swings it because the teams are so close together and i actually think that uh phoenix matches up decently well against you guys but other than that yeah the bucks I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it's tough to it's tough to bet against Giannis. Oh man, what do you think, Connor? Yeah, it's it really is interesting because, like you said, it's like what changed. Like to me, the Suns give a lot of 2014 Spurs vibes off. Like great coaching that, like against the Heat, they did not have the best or maybe even the best two players in the series. Although I think Devin Booker would be the second best player in that series. But just like even if they're out much in star power, just the team basketball that they play, they feel so locked in like all season. It's felt like like they had like that 20 game win streak earlier in the year, like best season in franchise history, winning 60 games. Like it feels like a lot of teams have kind of had their ups and downs this year, whether it's like because of COVID or injuries or just the natural like ups and downs of an NBA season. But the Suns all year have just felt like they're the team. And so I think 
having that kind of consistency, having that kind of rhythm. I think that's huge in playoff basketball is going into things with that kind of rhythm. And I think that's what Phoenix is going to do. I just really think that they feel like they're so locked in at this point that they're, I think they could pull it off. I like that comp a lot. And if, if you're a Phoenix fan listening to this podcast and you want me to play devil's advocate on my own, Phoenix was a shot away, right? They're an alley-oop away. They're a Booker elbow pull up without getting stripped away. Like, it's not like they got killed in the series. They lost four in a row, but they were up 2-0. Giannis was hurt, but he was still scoring 40 in games one and two. So it's not like they got blown out in that finals. I like that comp a lot. I think it's strong. So Connor, finals champion, NBA champion. Who's your final pick? Uh, Phoenix Suns. Abe? Seriously? Just say it. So just say it so we have a soundbite, please. Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, I'm gonna go Milwaukee repeat, which is pretty funny because I have no low confidence, confidence bet on them no to, come out these. to get out of the east, but I'm so confident that the Suns will get out. And for some reason it just doesn't feel to me. Connor, I don't know if you know, I'm the biggest Chris Paul fan in the world. Like he's my favorite mm-hmm. player from day one. Yeah. So I'm rooting for him to get a ring. But Giannis has kind of become my new age favorite player. Hopefully those two get back to the finals. We'll see. Eagleson, like I said at the beginning, I don't know how you convinced yourself that you deserved a minute on the NBA playoffs, but what do you have to say? I mean, at least talk some shit to Abe before the the big series. You were so scared when you were saying that. So bet me. What did I tell you? you? I gave you homework, you idiot. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Describe what was happening. You had this like, it wasn't even like a half smile, just this little, little bit in the corner of your mouth and you're full of shit. You're scared. So bet me. So bet me. I've been I, telling you since Sunday, well, put up well, or shut up. Just I will because, bet you whatever you want. Just because he's sensing fear in you doesn't mean that If I was wrong. fearful, I wouldn't want to bet. Mm, I don't know if that's true. You'd bet on a lot of stuff you don't believe in just because, you know, you are who you are. Eagleson, you have any mm-hmm. other thoughts? Who's your NBA champion? Well, the Toronto Raptors, obviously. They'll get they'll get momentum after beating the Sixers and and just run the yeah. table. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Abe, hey, you have the stopwatch. I feel like I'm kind of crashing the the NBA party here with the superior sport. <laughs> Whatever, Eagleson. Uh Connor, this is a little segment. We Jack. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Before we start this, Connor, do you have an NHL team? I do not know. No shit. He doesn't. Nobody cares about hockey. Listen, that's why we give you one minute a week. So this is all you get. Three, two, one, go. All right. So after clinching a playoff spot with 10 games left in the season, surprisingly, the Leafs have made a little push for the one seed in the East held by Florida. Only eight points behind the Panthers in a game against them next week. The Leafs are actually in a real spot to make this happen. Their schedule is pretty favorable too. a few easier games against teams like the Senators and the Sabres. Um, While that would be cool for them to get an easier first round matchup, they're going to have to beat those teams anyway. And getting over the hump of Boston or Tampa, I think would give Toronto momentum that they do definitely need. If they do end up catching Florida, though, they'd play Washington in the first round, which would be an exciting series for this podcast. And just to see Ovi and Matthews go up against each other, two of the best goal scorers in the league. Um, speaking of Matthews, too, he is just the greatest player ever. He's got the heart and the Rocket Richard trophy locked down. 58 goals in 67 games. He's just unstoppable. He's the first guy since Lemieux in 98 to do 50 and 50. Also, Johnny Hockey of Abe's Calgary Flames has been on a tear too lately. Snuck into the MVP conversation. Definitely has a lot to do with how good the team's been playing lately. As much as it pains me to say that. But their first round of... I 
couldn't see the timer, but I think that was around a minute, right? I think you gave him one extra second, if anything. Ooh. All right, we'll dock that off the next. Connor, what do you think of hockey? You feel all caught up in the NHL? Oh yeah, I feel super engaged right now. I feel like I could I could go make a video about hockey right now. <laughs> Calgary Flames, baby. All right, oh, let's yeah. Eagleson give Connor a team to to at least check the box score once a week throughout the playoffs. That isn't not, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, that isn't the Leafs or the Flames. How how can you not let me say the Leafs? You just were like a Sixers homer this entire podcast. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm saying for him, because you're not going to give him a team that could be out in the first round. Like, give him someone that he's got interest <laughs> past, you know, round one. Well, the Colorado Avalanche, for one. Like, they're one of the, they're pretty exciting to watch, too, if you were to get into it. Nathan right. McKinnon, they've got superstars. Super exciting team. to watch. <laughs> they are exciting to watch. Connor, do the same tweet that you did for uh, convince me to support your NBA team and do mm-hmm. it for NHL. See what people say. <laughs> See if you have any hockey fans in your entire audience. Yeah, I, I think that. that would be probably my most interactive tweet in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, that is the NBA playoff preview. Connor, please plug everything. I love your Twitter. Love your YouTube. So share. With yeah, the I'm fam. hitting you with the follow right now. Share with the oh, fam. I'm honored. Going. By the way, Abe, I would like to say I am rooting for the Sixers to come out of the East. I would like to just let you know that because otherwise my brother would kill me if I did not say that. Um, but yeah, uh, Twitter, three underscore cone, because of course there's some account that hasn't been used in years that has it without the underscore, whatever. I'm not mad about it. Um, and then YouTube is just spelled out three cone um, basketball stuff. Uh, yeah, just that's pretty much it. We didn't get that. What's three cone? Uh, it's so it's a, so cone is a nickname. Like Jack said, my name is Connor. Uh, I've got this friend shout Troy, my guy, um, since high school. And for some reason he just couldn't like get in his head that it was C O N N O R. He would always spell it C O N just like one N sometimes <laughs> like O N E R, which turned into coner somehow it got shortened to cone. So people just started calling me that at first I hated it, but now it's like, like legit it. people, people use now it your like name's literally not Connor. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Now it's a like literal online alias at this point. So thank you, Troy, for that one. Um, and then three cone is just something that a couple of my friends said when we would like, we had a basketball team and whenever I'd hit a three, one of my friends, Caleb, he would just yell three cone at the top of his lungs and do like the J.R. Smith, like get on one knee, like three point celebration thing. So uh, that's where that came from. I like it. All right. Last question. Who is your NBA player comp? Oh, that's an interesting style of play. Style of play. Hmm. Pardon me kind of wants to say. I've, I've So before I've gotten Kyrie and Trey Young is one that kind of comes to mind, too. Okay. Um, just you like tall. How tall are you? I'm six foot. So I'm not okay. that tall. All yeah. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like to like attack the bat floaters is like my go-to move, which is where the Trey Young thing comes in. Um, but like a lot of just like sometimes over, over dribbling, I, I'll be honest. Um, but just like uh, attacking the basket kind of thing is usually my go-to. So okay. um, one of those guys, sometimes a very ill-advised heat check three, which will sometimes go in, which gives me too much confidence, but you know, that's what we got to do. Heat checks or heat checks. All right. Eagleson, final thoughts. Go Leafs. Hockey is clearly better than basketball. That's all that needs to be said. Cone, final thoughts. Um, 
The only thing I know about the Leafs is I thought I saw something that like, aren't they one of those teams like like a jazz where they do really good every year and then the playoffs don't work out? <laughs> cuties. To- token cuties, yes. They haven't won a first round playoff. They haven't won a playoff series since Eagleson's been alive. Yeah. I'd say they're more cursed rather than cute. Cursed. Okay. Okay, as a Thunder fan who's dealt with a lot of really heartbreaking moments, mm-hmm. I completely get that. So I yeah. hope you get that uh, salvation. Thank you. Appreciate it. Abe, that. final thoughts. Eagleson, you got my phone number, right? If you think I'm I scared, do. text me a bet and let's make it public. Okay. How many oysters yeah. can you eat? You're asking me? <laughs> yes. I'll run it back. All okay. right, fam. We've got Snapback Kitchen launching on Saturday for the NBA playoffs. Snapbackkitchen.com will be live on Saturday. You order throughout the NBA playoffs and you will win a chance to go to the Sixers Suns finals, potentially. Anyone, any, d- doesn't matter who's in the finals. You have a chance to go. So make sure you check that out. Other than that, everyone have a great weekend. Much love. Peace.